What's up, everybody? Welcome to the ALR Photography Podcast. I got a special guest, Urban E.P. Pope. And um, for those that um, don't know who he is, um, why don't you give him yourself a brief interruption, man? Man, I'm just a, a, a regular guy from, I grew up in Watts, California, um, in Los Angeles, though, for those who don't know where Watts is, who, who I'm fortunate enough to be living my dream, and I've accomplished a lot but I, I still have a lot more to accomplish. Damn. So how long have you been uh, producing? I know you said you, your first one of your first hits was in 1995. Were you 1995, my very first uh, industry job. I played B3 Oregon for um, an alternative artist who's pretty pretty big. His name is Ben Harper. Um, he was signed to Virgin Records. Um, so 1995, I was put on the map, man. man. And, uh, you know what I mean? I'm doing something professional, professionally in this, in this industry. Yeah. What what got you into uh, music, into the industry? Man, my um, my, I come from a musical family, man. Uh, a bunch of my family members are preachers and choir. Well, you know, was in choirs. My grandfather taught music. Um, I didn't get to meet my grandfather. He passed away before um, I was born, but have a rich history in music in my family. So um, basically I, I got a piano placed in my project unit um, by my uncle, had to be nine years old, bro. So um, took interest, you know, out of six kids, I was one of the, I was the only one who really had a knack to pick up music and learn by ear and remember stuff. And so he, uh, he saw this gift and he, and he, Poured into it, you know what I mean. He he put me into private piano lessons um, for three years, and then he after that he put me in organ lesson for a year. And I've been, you know, the church is a, is a is a big part of my history. And I grew up playing in the church, and I still play in the church to to this day. The very same one. Wow. I've been playing there over thirty five years, and then just developed the love for for music, and that transcended into the to wanting to be a session musician. I, I got in the game, basically my first uh, job playing sessions was with Dr. Dre's label, um, fortunately, Aftermath. And then from then, I just, it just kept growing and growing and growing out. So after being a, a session musician, I wanted to produce. I wanted to write, I wanted to, I mean, we can save some of this for the, for, for more of your questions. I don't want to give the whole thing away, but I mean, <laughs> Basically, no, you know, it's, yeah, it's all good, I, man. I started at 11 years old, bro, and, and really got the, the the thirst for production. I think I was about 16 years old. Damn, and you you took up right after that, you took off, and here you are, man, very successful. Man. I remember, I remember the first time I saw I saw you was on a Dub CNN on YouTube. Okay, yeah, that was a while ago, man. Yeah, man, that's the first time I, I still watch the videos on YouTube. And man, when you were making those beats live, I was like, woo hoo hoo! Wow. I really don't see a lot of producers do that. And I also... Yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't think a lot of producers can do that, to be honest. And, and, I, and that ain't no shade on... That ain't no shade on nobody. But um, I just know what I have is unique. It's not, a, it's not that many people that could um, produce as well as be a musician and, and be self-contained. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm trying to say. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's what got my attention, man, because you were you did a whole beat. I remember where you were working on one of the beats. You said while you're working on the beat, you picture 
the artist that you're making the beat for. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's I was like, important. Man, that's important. Man, you were going on it, man. And then I saw you. You were live. I do believe it was like a little concert or something like that. Yeah. And they brought you out, and you did one live right there too. I think. Yeah, I did that with Scarface. Yeah, Scarface back in. We we did that in Fresno, California, bro. The first time I was I was I can't lie to you, I was scared, bro. That was like you're gonna do a beat live in front of an audience, uh, and then Scarface gonna come out, and it's like you know what I mean. What if they quit? Then your brain starts to trip. What if the equipment trip? Or what yeah. if I have a brain freeze? Or what if? But man, it's, it's all about taking risks and yeah. uh and living in the moment, bro. So that has helped me through so many different things. Damn, man, that's that's, that's awesome. it's amazing. Out of a out of all the artists that you have worked with, which one has been your maybe your all-time favorite that you like working with? I would have to say, bro, I would have to say Scarface. And, and I say Scarface because first off, first off, I was just before I even knew him, I was a fan of his work. Right. And so to, and we're friends now. Like we still we talk every week. Um, and I say Scarface because out of everybody is because I got a chance to do use all my tools, you know what I mean? I um, was fortunate enough to executive produce, or co-executive produce his latest project, which was released a couple of years ago, um, Deeply Rooted, where I got to use um, a lot of my skills, man, from writing to producing to playing to uh, putting artists on it, my artists on the project, just to be in, to be in control of that uh, that whole repertoire dog was was so dope. Man, that's awesome, dude. Because I, I seen you work with a lot. Of, yeah, a lot man. Of Bless, man. A lot of artists, man. You did a lot of production for Kanye West as well. That's what I remember I, you talking about, correct? I did, bro. I did a lot for Kanye. And a lot of it was charged to the game, too, unfortunately. Yeah, um, fortunately, unfortunately and fortunate. Because I, I, I don't take anything from that experience because it definitely it helped me to get to where I am today. But I got... I did keyboards on a lot of his records. His like college dropout, I'm all over that album. And I got keyboard credits. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, you know, I was doing a lot more keyboards, but I got keyboard credits. But I learned. That was my school. Um, and contesting a Grammy to this day because I didn't get my proper credit. And the college dropout won a Grammy. Oh, but I got, keyboard, I got keyboard credits, so I didn't get my Grammy. What? But, but I did more than keyboard. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, man. Yeah. Dude, that's not cool, man. <laughs> yeah, not cool at all. But like, when, and this is a message for the younger producers coming up. It's it's knowledge, bro. It's about being knowledgeable of what you're doing and what you're getting into. So I can't, I can't, and I don't fault him. It's just I didn't know. I didn't know to really fight for my real credit, or I what I wasn't, um, I wasn't in line to get a Grammy because yeah. I, I got the wrong credit. Unbeknownst yeah. to me, you have to be a writer on there or an engineer or the artist, you know what I mean? Which I was a writer on there, but I didn't get my proper credits or know how to fight for that. Or I didn't even know then. So it prepared me to get past that situation and that will never happen to me again. Yeah, because, you know, I got some friends out here in San Diego that um they've been rapping for a long time. Mm -hmm. And they started when they were younger, but now that they're older and they know the business aspect of it, back then they were young and somebody would offer them, you know, $10,000, you know, for all their masters and what's on there to them, $10,000, you know, all right, take it all. Yeah, but now that they're 
now that their music is still selling, you know, iTunes, Spotify, they don't get none of that. And they say to themselves, like, man, I wish I would have known the business aspect. But when you're younger, you don't know anything of that. You just, you, you know, the money. You don't know, bro. You don't know. Yeah, the- a young lawyer doesn't know, um, you know, a, a, a lot of stuff that comes with law. A young exactly. plumber doesn't know a lot of stuff that comes with, you know, the plumbing industry. Uh, yeah. So so instead of being pissed off, I use that. And I um, I look at it and I look at it two ways. It won't happen to me again. But then again, I know to tell somebody else that's coming up what to look out for. You know, yeah. in the, exactly. so I can't I can't fault Kanye for um, for not giving me the credits that I know I should have deserved in the first place. Yeah, exactly. That's why they say, you know, always get your business, you know, learn your business after really? first. It's a hard lesson to learn, but but trust me, the lesson is learned. I've learned that too, you know, with my photography. Um I intellectual you know, property, right? You you know. Yeah, yeah. I actually and um contracts are very important. Yes. That's one thing. And I just learned that the hard way, you know, a couple months ago, but doesn't matter if it's for your friend, it's for anybody, always have a contract. Always do. It's very important. Business, yeah, man, it's business. So, um, and with another with that question, how do you feel producing? How do you feel it's changing the industry from then till now? Oh, drastically, it's it's because we're in a world of loops and samples now, so it takes a lot less musical talent to be a successful producer. Um, and it and it and it further blurs the line between producers and beat makers. There's a vast difference. Um, is it a good thing? Absolutely, it's a good thing. I'm not fighting it. Um, there's tools. Everything evolves. There's tools to to uh, to everything, and it's and the tools that are that are necessary today to be successful are a lot different from when I first started. For instance, um, my drum machine when I first bought it was three thousand dollars. I had to save and grind and grind and grind for three thousand um, dollars. Today, you don't need you don't even need the drum machine. You have everything you need in the laptop, bro, for for um, way less. So exactly. my whole studio, bro, probably at the time when I was at the the height of of uh, not my career, but just really getting my feet wet in the game, I probably spent about forty thousand dollars in gear. To where now, you, if you spend Twelve hundred to two thousand dollars. You got everything I got, all in one laptop. Man, doesn't that man? <laughs> it's evolution, bro. It grows. So, um, and yeah, and you don't even have to go to the studio to record. You know, just in your closet all. and just yeah. home, drop it. Then oh, upload so, it. so all you, all you artists that make that's making excuses, bro. I I have very little to- tolerance for excuses. I don't. I don't. I don't. I think if there's a will, there's a way. If, if, exactly. you really, if you really want it, bro, you'll beat on some cans and make a beat. So yeah, like, like for instance, right now we're recording this, you know, on my iPad. I've got my little microphone set up, and you know, I'm making, you know, I'm working with what I got. You that's know, that's what it's about, bro. Yeah. There shouldn't be no excuse. Yeah. Back then, I'm not, I'm not gonna lie, man. I used to make a lot of excuses. Well, I don't have this. I don't have that. Yeah, but, but what, what, where does it get you? Where has it gotten you? Where does an excuse get you? Nowhere, man. Nowhere. Nowhere. No word at all. Yeah. Especially right now with I'm also jumping the subject with social media, you could upload a song now and it's all over the place, you know? Bro, if 
That's what imagine, you when I was doing it, bro. I've attained a lot of my success by hand to hand. If I saw you and I know you did something in the industry or you was an artist, I'm on you. I'm right at you. But being in Los Angeles, I was fortunate because a lot of people came to Los Angeles. Now that excuse is taken away because um, everybody is on social media. You can get to anybody you want to get to. Yeah. That's true, but sometimes when you reach out to somebody, they won't even bother reaching out to you. Well, they won't reach out. A lot of people won't reach out to you if you saw them on the street and walked up to them. I got rejected many a time. But Have you? Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. It's not until, it wasn't until I had a notable name to even mention in the conversation that most people would even stop to even hear what I had to say. It's like, it's like how many times you think the dude on the corner selling mixtapes uh, gets rejected? Probably twenty times to one, but it's True. not until I you physically have something like, look, man, my name is EP, man. I do beats and this and this. How many times have do everybody in the industry hear that? But it wasn't until look, man, my name is EP, man. I just did this song with Snoop, and this is the, oh, you just did a song with Snoop. Oh, okay, well, let me get your let me get your info. It becomes credible because I had something tangible to offer. Yeah, and it, man, you know what I mean. Yeah, when I when I reached out to you, man, I was I was shocked that you actually reached out back to me, man. That's because I, I'm gonna tell you. That's because I remember. I remember being told no simply because um, I didn't have a certain thing. I just remember, bro, and I and and I'm not where I want to be yet. So why practice something that I don't want, you know, done to me? Yeah, man, I was. I'm still. I was. I'm still trying to go up the ladder, so I, I'm going to need somebody. So I remember what it, it's like, dog. And it's a platform. At the end of the day, we're supposed to be here to help others. So it's nothing, bro. Yeah, man. But that that when we reached out, man, I was like, wow. I told one of my buddies at work, and he's like, word, nah, he don't believe me. I'm like, yeah, man. He actually reached out back to me. He's like, well, man, you know, it's time to make something happen. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so let, let me get back. I broke I wrote down my questions, man, because I get super nervous and then I forget. No worries. <laughs> so one of the biggest challenges you face in the industry, what has that been? Um the constant change. Music completely evolves. Like we're in a different we're in a streaming platform. So once I went through all these hurdles with uh production and publishing and splits and all this. Um, and physical sales and points and scales, the, the game completely changed to streaming now. So it's always something to learn. Now, now, now marketing is, is, is much more required. We have social media now that plays a huge part in the sales and, and the, the way product is being distributed and, and reached and who we reach. But at the same time, it's evolved and we reached a lot more people. Same thing I told you in production. We can reach so many more people now by taking hold of this, this these platforms and using them to our benefit as opposed to sitting by the wayside and complaining about how things change. You got to just jump in, man. The sooner you learn some stuff and, and evolve and, and move with the times, the more successful you can be. True. One, thing, one way that it's evolved also, it's lyrics. They man nowadays you can say whatever and boom you got a catchy hook and it sell as back then yeah but 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 this is what i say to that um it sells but how long does it last 
Yeah. You know what I mean? So you got somebody that comes along um, and they may they may be big for now, but then you have you have examples to where you have a Kendrick or you have, you know what I mean? Like I like YB and Corday now. Like, you know what I mean? You have you have uh um uh, Anderson Pack that the catalog reaches different places too. So a lot of the the ones that have no lyrics or no substance in their lyrics, do you do you hear their music a lot in films or or for ads or for you know what I mean to be marketed for or marketing a product? That's where the real money is. So it, it may it may seem that they're blowing up, but it's marginal. Um, but if you focus on quality, quality like these catalogs, bro, they live forever. The Beatles still make millions of dollars off of songs they did in the '60s. That's the type of checks that I'm chasing. I'm not chasing the the okay, man. I got a I got forty thousand dollars for this beat, or I got fifty. Okay, that's cool. But what what is that song gonna do ten years from now? Is that song gonna be licensed into a movie? That's that's what that's my catalog means a lot to me, bro. And I, I have a yeah, I was, you know what I mean. I, I have, I have goals to where like this stuff will make my kids, kids, kids uh, wealthy. You know what I mean? If it's done right. Yeah. So I don't really look at the overnight success. I look at the longevity, and I and I make sure that I'm headed in a trajectory to to where this stuff can be relevant for years. Yeah, I was talking to my wife, and you know, because we got kids as well, and they're talking about the music now, and. My wife was like, because Tupac came up and she's like, Tupac, you know, has been dead for over 20 years and people still remember him. And she's like, to my daughter, she's like, are they still going to remember this artist like they do Tupac? I don't Not, think at, all. So, no. Not at all. It's all about your content. Exactly. I'm going to give you, I'm going to give, I'm going to give some people some game right now, bro. If give it to them, man. Give it to them. Somebody's going to always die. Somebody's going to always be born. Somebody's going to always fall out of love. Somebody's going to always fall out of love. Somebody is going to uh, lose their job. Somebody's gonna get married. If you write about stuff like that, your song will always be relevant. It'll never go away. Those things are always going to happen. So, so when somebody's getting married in a movie, what what do you think they're gonna? Who, whose catalog do you think they're gonna pick? Probably you have a lot better chance. Uh, and no disrespect to Hurricane Chris, uh, a Bay Bay ain't gonna live ten years later. You know what I mean? And I just picked him out of, out of, you know, I can name a thousand songs that that are not given the chance for their catalog to live. Yeah, exactly. And so that's something to think about, you writers and producers and and um, music execs. It's all about catalog and how valuable is your catalog going to be tomorrow um, if you're writing about uh, stuff that's only going to live for today. I, with a question like that, also, um, how do you think hip hop would be if Easy E, Tupac, and Big were still alive? Who knows? Who's to say that they're still going to be doing music if they're still alive? Who's to say that yeah. you know what I mean? That that uh, that they didn't. There's so many different possibilities, bro. But if they if they st were still alive and were still doing music, I think they would evolve um, because everybody. You got to think, E-40 is still alive, but he's relevant. He always changes with the time. Who's to say that they were going to change with the time? 
They may not have, they may have gone into um, to film like uh, Fresh Prince did. That's true. I like Ice Cube did. You know what I mean? I, there's different, there's different levels too. They could have just gone into like, like for instance, look where Fifty Cent is right now. He's not really putting out music, but he's evolved into the film, into into uh, buying other companies like Nas. You know what I mean? Yeah, Nas did something with Amazon, right? Amazon, Amazon he did Amazon. something with uh, Lyft. He did something with uh, he got restaurants. If there's other things to get into, use your music to to catapult you into other things that that's not so fickle music is up and down take this opportunity to invest in other things outside of what we're into today yeah that's why why i seen um a lot of uh artists from back in the days they're living off royalties and they're doing other stuff real estate what's look look at chameleonaire bro chameleonaire is in the tech he's in the tech world so just because you're here doesn't mean that you will still be doing music or what you were noted for yeah i was listening to dj vlad and um he was doing an interview with um was it cisco yeah he says he's still living off royalties from that thong song yeah yeah bro i'm telling you that's where the money is is in is in your catalog but most people miss that or they've already been taken advantage of by the time they figure out what they needed to know because if like a lot of these kids bro today like they're thrust into to success and they don't know nothing. They don't study nothing. The internet will teach you everything you want to know. That, but instead of looking at Instagram all day, pick up, the, uh, well, go, on, go online and look up what is publishing, what is points. They don't know. They can't tell you. So well, somebody, so when you make a hit and you got everybody around you and I come to you like, dog, I want to sign you $50,000 right now. I'm, I'm going to give you an advance, $200,000, whatever it is. I'm going to give you an advance. Let's go. They're going, bro. They're going. Yeah. yeah. But what they don't know is that that advance is going to get paid. Yeah, back. You get it just, money back it just comes out of your recording budget for the most part. Yeah. You got to pay that back. That's where- For those that you don't know what the advance is for, you're going to pay that back and everything they spend on you before you make one penny. Exactly. But that's where they mess up. A lot of a lot of uh, a lot of artists they you know they start go buying the jewelry, buying the yeah. house. And then but they don't know that there's over there's overcost to living to that, you know. So where's the money where <laughs> when the they're money's not done, giving you a bottle of water that they're not writing on. Yeah. One of the people that I've seen talk a lot about that is Daz Dillinger. Um he's talked a lot about a lot about that because I watch him. He said, man, get your royalties, man. Get your royalties. Yeah, but what does that mean to somebody? Yeah, yeah, okay, I'll get them. I'll get them. But by the time you figure yeah. it out, it's too late. Very late, man, because then you can't get yourself back. But not even that. You're frustrated at that point, and then you may not make another hit because your, your conditions have changed. Now you have money or bills and stuff. Stuff comes along with success that may take you out of your creative uh, practice. Or... If you're depending on other people to make you hits or somebody else is writing for you or producing for you, you may not be around that person. So it may be impossible for you to make another hit. Yeah, think about that as well. Yeah, hopefully this reaches out to you know those young young ones and 
if I go interview next week, I'm gonna say the same thing if somebody asks me the question. I'm only that's the that's the one thing about a lie, bro. I, I'm not gonna tell a lie in the in the interview or nothing. I'm just gonna tell you the truth because the message is yeah. gonna stay the same. The truth will always yeah, be the truth. You know. Yeah, no matter what it is, even if it hurts, the truth is the truth. Especially in this music game. That's why I don't like, what do you think about the song? What do you think about it? What do you think about this song? Who cares what I think about your song? I get it, and I'm yeah. honored that you even care about my opinion. But at the end of the day, what do you feel about your song? Because I can tell you it sucks, and it sells 10 million copies. Yeah. You know? That, yeah, you're right. You got a good point yeah. there. Yeah, speaking of now, I'm gonna switch the subject up a little bit. Um, what is your favorite rap album of all time? Favorite rap album is Chronic 2001. Yeah, no, that's great. Why is that? Yeah, 2001. Yeah, Chronic 2001. Chronic 2001. And um, why is it your favorite? For one, Dr. Dre is one of my favorite producers. The production is impeccable. The mixing is amazing. The um, the cast that he used on that project, the skits, it's well thought out. Sonically, it's a very dope record. Um, it's classic. I'm from the West Coast. Um, I'm influenced a lot by Dr. Dre. So you didn't? Did you work on that album as well with Dr. Dre? No, I didn't at all. No, you didn't. I worked with Dr. Dre uh, side by side for like two months uh, around 2009 in the studio doing production with him around that time, but I, I wasn't for And then we were working on Detox at that time. Unfortunately, Detox never came out, but the experience was, you know, I've experienced, the crazy part about it is I've experienced almost everything in this industry that I wanted to do. I, I've, I've accomplished. Damn, man. You you really have. That was one of the questions I was going to ask you yeah. later on in the podcast, but yeah, bro. Some, of, some of your biggest goals, you know? I have, like, I can't lie. Every Everything I wanted to do. Um, I'm not finished with them, but I, I've touched everything that I wanted to do. Damn. That's crazy. How was it in the studio with Dre? Amazing, bro. Like, um, he's such a chill guy. He's just so not, he wants to talk a lot. You know what I mean? He, he likes to give games. just like, like doing an interview. Um, but, um, uh, he doesn't really work on the weekends. It's like a family, you know what I mean? He doesn't really work on the weekend. You come in, you work for several hours, putting ideas down. Um, I'm sure you have different processes to, to where, you know, or to when he has different deadlines or whatever. But that time that I worked with him was real chill. Um, just creative, just come in and we like, we shared ideas and got out, you know? Yeah, I could imagine both of you guys so talented. Thank you, man. Yeah, man, you guys would have, you know, is a detox ever going to drop? You think? <laughs> I, doubt, I doubt it. And Dre is so so far past that right now, and what he's doing, I think he does does music as a hobby. Yeah, just that he you know, don't he need to do, no more music. Wants to do it. You know what I mean? He, he yeah. can do it. Um, he got so many dope records that never got released that it's just like it's a hobby. It has to be. Do you have any? unreleased records that never got released that you're like, man, I wish that record would have gone released. I got a million game records that are amazing. Really? Yes. Because oh, what game does, literally, bro, when game works on a project, he records hundreds of songs only to dwindle it down to maybe 20, maybe. 
So imagine how many dope songs are created that never come out or that you may hear on it. So he don't go in the studio and be like, okay, I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna go and I'm gonna work on this mixtape. Mixtapes, or they derive from him working on the album. Yeah. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, game was pretty big with the mixtapes. Back then when he was going at it with 50 Cent, he would just exactly. drop a mixtape. Mix exactly. Yeah. I was like, man, mm-hmm. this dude don't stop working, you know? Absolutely. That's crazy, man. So when a, when when an artist wants to work with you, they'll just message you and be like, hey, can you come to the studio? Or is it everything done like via emails or um, stuff it, like that? It just depends. I can meet you at the airport. Or I can... It just depends. It's just, Like I said, it's such a small world now. It could be a DM. It could be... Um, there's just so many requests now that it's like, hey, man... Dope. I love to do it. Holler at my business manager. He's going to set it up. You know what I mean? That's just if I don't know you or, you know, it just depends what mood I'm in, too. Yeah. If I'm a fan and you really, really dope, um, where's my music going to live? If, it, if it's going to live uh, or if I think you have potential to, to do to doing really great things, of course, I'm going to be a part of it. It's like, it's like anything else. A lot of this stuff is an investment. Yeah, you got, you also got you also got your furnace brand, right? Absolutely. What is uh? You want to let us know what's a little bit more about that? Yeah, the furnace man is a company that I, that I started um, in 2000, 2000, 2001. It's a production company. Um, I have a band. I have a studio. I have artists. Um, I just did a deal a couple years ago now uh, with Tech Nine and Strange Music, which is. You're not familiar with Strange Music. It's Tech Nine, and he's the number one independent rapper in the world. And Strange, oh yeah, Strange Music is the number one independent rap label in the world. And I'm fortunate enough to have a partnership with them, where um, I have an artist, Maze Three Hundred One, um, who is a signee over there, and we have a partnership. But we get down, bro. And um, got a lot of stuff in the works that that. Will probably come out of strange. Yeah, man. I, I, you also went. Um, you go on. You go on tour with the game, right? Live. Yeah, I'm, I've been touring with game for the last five years. Yeah, I saw you were out. What were you out last time I saw it? Because I called you. Know, we just did a European tour, and then we ended in Dubai. Yeah, I saw you out there, man, living it up. Yeah, man. man that, and that was that was after. See, the part you saw was after yeah. a thirty-five uh, day run. In oh, in Europe, like back to back shows, we went twelve shows with no break, and then wow. maybe a day off, and then another string, and then another string. Like we literally tour uh, Europe up right before this pandemic um, happened to the world. So yeah. when I say right before, I'm talking about less than a week before the world was shut down. We toured Europe, got in and got out, and um, fortunate enough to be back home healthy and. Um, it's safe. Yeah, but I saw you out there, man. You were living it up after after everything was all done with. That looked like you were enjoying. Yeah, something. I was. I was, and then at the last minute, bro, before we got to Dubai, um, our DJ had a, a problem with his passport, and um, I'm I'm games music director, man. So he calls on me for whatever at any point. So I had to DJ, um in Dubai at, at, for two shows and one of the shows really, really big. But you know, yeah. if you if you prepare, you go, you know, you go you'll fare well. 
So I DJ two songs. That was a little, just a little stressful. But I'm hey, and I what 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 is the challenge, right? Yeah, man. But I, you know, you overcame that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes, you know, the talent will overcome. Absolutely. Prepare yeah, yourself. Man, let me see. Yes, let me see what else I was gonna ask you. You have a jazz band, correct? I remember you, yep, you did say I got a jazz band as well. The furnace band, we do jazz, we do hip hop, we tour, we do we um I score films, man, everything. Like 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 I said, literally I've done so much stuff that I wanted to do that now I like I, I never have a boring week because I do so many things and all of them are pertain to music. Yeah, who was that artist that you were working with last night on your Instagram live? Last night, that was he's an artist signed to me. He's from Watts as well. He's from the Nickerson Gardens. Um, his name is G.I. Very talented. He's a singer. He's a writer. He does a lot of my background vocals. Um, he's just dope, man. Another uh, He's another tool in the toolbox, man. You'll be hearing from G.I. Um, real soon. Yeah. Well, are you going to... um? When is the next time you're gonna go on Instagram Live, maybe and make a beat live? Probably tonight, man. Probably today. Especially with the quarantine, there's nothing much I can do. So I'm. Man, you know I'm gonna be tuned in for that. And I and I go live, bro, as because I get inspired by listening to your comments or what you think. You know what I mean? Because I, I, like you, you see, I do it from scratch there, and it just turns into it turns into advertisement as well, like. You're not gonna forget the experience of somebody actually today showing you how how they how their process works. So when I do release it, you'll feel like you're attached to the to the release because man, I want to hear that song that he was doing. Wait, I know it's on here. Here it is. Here's that song he was doing live. So I'm, I try to create experience as well. That beat that you did um for the game's intro, the, the Devil's Advocate. Man, looking at you, that beat. Yeah, Doctor's Advocate. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Yes, a lot of people didn't think I did that. You would read the comments, and they swear Dr. Dre did. So that was a, that was a compliment, you know. Hey, I <laughs> I thought it was Dr. Dre's beat. Yeah, man. that's I thought it was. I thought it was Dr. Dre's beat. Yeah. Yep. And then I, you know, I read the credits and it said you. I was like, oh man, this dude sounds just like Dre. Yeah, man. man. I, like I told you, I'm a I'm a fan of Dre, and so. Um, did you make that beat from scratch? I mean, obviously you did it from scratch, but did you did it there, or is that or is that a beat? I, did, that I think I did it. Uh, I think that's a beat that I played a uh, game for that album. I came in and played it, and it, and it turned into that. So, and from that, like, I'm not sure if you read the credits for that album, but I, I, that was my first executive producer job for Game. Um, I co-executive produced that album, and, and I was in control of a lot of stuff for that album. From replaying stuff to remaking stuff to um, giving that body of work a cohesive sound. So that's when I knew, like, look, I'm way more valuable than just a keyboard player or just a producer. I want, and I just kept aspiring, aspiring to be more. Like, I wanted to, now I want to be an executive producer. I want to be the one to basically give the project a hug, make it feel like it's an experience. So, that's what um that was the first shot I had. So it's crazy you brought that album up. Cause that album is, will probably be my my second most favorite thing that I've body of work that I've done. Yeah, and that was that was that that's one of Game's favorite favorite yeah, albums. Yeah, he, he definitely mentions that. Um, we're yeah, in the studio probably three hundred consecutive days working on that album. Like we got it in. Yeah. Wow. 
dude, that's crazy, yeah. man. So for you as a producer, who who would you put as your top five producers? Top five, um, Dr. Dre, Teddy Riley, Babyface. Um, I would have to go with Rick Rubin. Ooh, Rick Rubin, man. It's amazing. And number five, it's tough, bro. It's so many. Um, I mentioned Teddy Riley. I mentioned it, it might be it might be that um Timberland man. Timberland? Yeah. Timberland's wild, man. His beats are something else, dude. Yeah, but see Tim if I'll put Timberland and, and Pharrell in the same car and drive them there together. <laughs> yeah. So I got six. You know what I mean? But six is five if they both that's his plus one. You know what I mean? Yeah. What about Scott Storch? Scott Storch is dope, but it's just like he'll be in my he'll be in my ten. But not my father. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, I just saw it. I don't know if you saw that documentary that they did on him on YouTube. Yeah, I saw it. Yeah. <clears throat> very talented, too, man. Yeah, very talented. But now but you notice know, everybody I named, too, are innovators, not just producers. Yeah. They, they, they made something. They, made, they have a sound that they created from nothing. So I don't just yeah. look at the, the skill level. And, I, and, that, and that's my thing. People people talk about super producers. I don't think you're a super producer to me unless you break an artist or bring bring an artist to to the world or a sound to the world. Yeah, like your own your unique, own unique sound. sound, or you you create an artist. It's like Swiss Beats. Swiss Beats, exactly. sound. Swiss Beats, man. That's yeah. I was gonna I was gonna ask you a question about. Do you feel that the West Coast needs more unity, whether it's producing, whether it's rappers, MCs? I think the world needs more unity, unity. but but to more, yeah, more specifically to to what you said, I do think uh, West Coast do because the South been running it forever, and all the studios. If you've been to Atlanta and to the South into that circuit, the studios are almost in the same vicinity, bro, and it's just. It's, there's, there's, they're more unified. They are. Um, yeah. Out here, we can definitely use a little more unity, bro. Yeah, and I, and I sometimes from you know from my photography, from my business, and my uh-huh. photography, some sometimes people look at it as competition. They do. But then, but then again, you run into you run into stuff. Or people that, and I'm not taking a shot at nobody, like I said in the beginning, that don't really do what they say they do. So their sauce is limited. But if you own a factory yeah. where you own your own sauce and you can recreate it and recreate it and you're comfortable in that, you, I, I don't mind sharing. Because like yeah. tomorrow I'm going to be inspired and I'm going to make something doper than I made today. Sometimes we have yeah. days where we don't make shit dope, where I don't make everything. Everything I make ain't dope. But what yeah. I'm gonna come I back tomorrow though. That's the thing. Catch me tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. I've had that issue. I ask people sometimes, you know, certain photographers that they you know they're willing to collaborate and they kind of, you know, like, nah. I'm yeah, good, it just depends, bro. You I'm might not- find somebody that that really get the picture, that know that we're only blessed because we are we owe it to the next generation to bless somebody else or to teach somebody else. It's yeah. about giving game. It's about like we're gonna, it's about investing. Like who knows who you're gonna be 
two years from now. You're going to remember that. I was like, sure, maybe hit me. I'll give you the interview. You will remember that. Yeah. You may be the the, the next uh, Harvey with your own TMZ. Yeah. Exactly. Who knows? Yeah. I've had that issue because I do, uh, I, I, I do photography and I do drone photography mm-hmm. as well. And I got, you know, some you know, people that acquaintances that I know that they're kind of like, cause they do videos or they do photography as well. They might think I'm trying to cut into their customers, their clients, but really, I'm not really trying to do that, man. I'm just trying to stay in my own lane. Do you, my can't, own thing. you can't think about what they think. If they're going to help, they're going to help. If they're not, like God separates us from people that we're too weak to separate ourselves from sometimes. Sometimes the situation will yeah, come up to where it's like, look, okay, I get it. I'm not supposed to be rocking with you because you clearly aren't rocking with me. Sometimes it takes this hard situation for that to happen for you to really get the picture. So just take there's lessons and there's blessings. So just know the, know the like difference. That. You know, one thing I have learned that I've learned on my end is that it is that strangers will support you more than your yeah. friends will. If, if you if you think that ain't true, post something and see how many people like it and see how many of your friends like it or share it. It's just what it is. Oh, yeah, they will. They will. Your friends will hit on you yeah. more than you know. More now, than if you're fortunate else. enough to have two or three that will follow you, and I'm not talking about as on on social plat on a social platform level that will follow you, bro. That will really believe in what you're doing. And a lot of them won't do it until you actually believe in yourself enough to be doing something long enough and consistently enough to um, to where you get somebody else to, to basically believe in you and invest in you, whether it's monetarily, whether it's coming to sit with you, whether it's emotionally that listen to your stories and give you advice. It takes a lot for it you to impact somebody's life enough for them to follow you. So, yeah, you know what I mean? I, I got, yeah, I got one friend. He's also, he's a photographer, yeah. videographer. His name's Jared Spoon. This guy right here is like my friend, man. Like this guy pushes me to do stuff that I think I can't even you do, more, you know? He's you have more than enough. If you got one friend that you know is your friend, you, you're rich, bro. Yeah. Having money ain't rich. Having money is 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 uh, and that's what everybody equates being rich to with is money, bro. Money is gonna like like Puffy say, more money, more problems. It definitely is the truth. It's, it's needed, but don't let it run you. The real value is in like, and I'm sure people are during this pandemic is realizing that like you're just like the person next door. It doesn't matter the color. Your social status, your your financial status, none of that matters. What matters is what makes you rich now during this pandemic is the relationships you got and the love you got. Yeah. The simple things that yeah, true. we forgot. That's you're the rich one if you have people that check on you. I love you. Are you good? Do you need this? A lot of people, yeah. That's- a lot of people who mistreat people or or done people wrong because they felt that they were better than them financially or socially, um, they feel it in them. Yeah. 
yeah, man, this, this my friend, this guy pushes me always. And every time I message him for a question or anything, he's always there giving me, you know, info, how to better myself. Yeah, share, share you know, I don't have a lot of that. Yeah. yeah, I cherish him, man. I don't, I don't have a lot of that, you know. And, um, but yeah, dude, that's, you're right, man. You're very knowledgeable, man. So I have a couple more questions, man. I want to take up all your time here. How do you, how do you feel about independent artists versus industry artists? Um, that's, that's, uh, I feel a couple ways about that. Independent, of course, um, independent means that just that you're independent. Like you, you're in control. You're, you're responsible for everything. You're responsible for, um, your own music, for financing, for marketing, promotions. Uh, you have to do it all yourself. Now, of course, with with anything in life, if you if you have taken this responsibility responsibility on by yourself, of course, the reward is greater. Now, if if you're you're not independent and you have help and you have teams, it's going to cost you. It just depends on do you know the cost? Are you willing to? Are you going to complain when it when you get your check and they get their check? And they yeah. make more than you. Of course, they're gonna make more than you, but they took they took the greater risk. It's just about knowing it and are you comfortable? Now, now, some cases, if you can't afford a roof over your head and you can't afford these other things that that are life essentials, then do a deal because it's self preservation. But then if you but if you can do it by yourself, the reward is greater. So it just depends on where you are in life um, and. If you have not just where you are in life, but do you have uh, the resources to, to remain and to be independent? You know what I mean? You can be independent and you just rapping for 40 people that are that's that's following you. But do you have the ability to reach further and to uh, in these avenues to, to, to get on a larger platform if that's your goal? So it's pros and cons to both. Yeah. yeah, there is. Which actually, with the independence, with the independence side, you know, Completely. you cut out the middleman. Completely. You see how long Nipsey waited to, to do a situation with anybody, but you see the impact he made because he. Yeah. You ever I haven't. I was scheduled to work with Nipsey probably a month or two, month and a half before he passed. I ran into Nipsey at, at Bernie's in Beverly Hills. Um, Bar not Barney's, Barney's, uh, the, the, the clothing store. Ran into him there and yeah. um, exchanged info. And where my studio is, his um, his uh, tech company was right was right on the next street. He was like, yeah, I know where you at, this and this. He, I, I forgot he remembered. But he was like, yeah, call me. Um, I'm <laughs> ending my tour. Uh, I think his tour was just ending that week. He's like, I'm going to hit you next week and we're going to get in. And Shortly after that, a month, two after that, he was gone, man. Man, it's such it a is. shame, bro. It's sad. It such is. Such talent, you know. Such talent, bro. Too. But, you know, that also teaches a lesson, man. Like, you, you got to be careful when you're out there. It doesn't matter who you are. You're always going to have a hater, you know. Really, man. It's, it's, Somebody. It's, uh, it's unfortunate, man. And uh, like, whatever you in, just be careful. Exactly. 
you know, it's, you know, sometimes people be like, oh, this person got bodyguards and this and that. So what? You know, you're yeah, protecting yourself. Bodyguard don't mean nothing. Bodyguard, uh, he just, he's just the first target of some of these instances. Doesn't mean he's a, he's vulnerable. Yeah. He's, I mean, he's invincible, should I say. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's a lot of, a lot of violence in this hip hop, yeah. man. We lost a lot yeah, of also this energy too, man. It's, 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 it's not completely, it's complete energy, but it, it depends on what you're into, bro. What type of hip hop you yeah. want? The energy you put out, is it positive? Is, are you attracting a positive audience? You know what I mean? Gangster rap brings yeah. gangsters. Yeah. Not even, I mean, off the subject of Pepsi, I'm just, I'm just saying, I'm, I, I want to make sure I separate that. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying because Nipsey did that, this is why this happens. But I'm just saying, if you do rock, you're going to get a rock crowd. If you do alternative, you're going to get an alternative crowd. If you do gangster rap, you're going to get a gangster rap crowd. So just know um, who you're playing to and who you're speaking to. Because that's going to be your audience when it, when it's showtime. Exactly. It's also, it, it's also who you hang around with, too. Also, who you hang around with. I, I read a book, Russell Simmons. He said, you know, you got to separate your business from your friends. Yeah, and and always have somebody smarter smarter than you around. If you're, if you're in this, oh, yeah. If you're the smartest one in your circle, then you need a new circle. You, know? you gotta have, <laughs> man. You, man, you drop some knowledge on these people. Man, man. It's so true. You always gotta yeah. have somebody smarter than you that, that knows. Hey, you can't yeah, do somebody that. Somebody that's gonna tell you this. the truth. Keep about keep, yourself. You know, keep you grounded. Keep you grounded. Keep you grounded. Yeah, keep you grounded. One question I wanted to ask you, man. Now that I'm gonna jump the subject, what did you think of the straight out of um, movie? I thought that the story was so vast that it was no way for them to tell everything in one film. So I think it was a, a great film. I think it I think there should be a sequel or a part three to really tell the full full story. But from what I know and from following music that long, even when they were um still uh in existence and being a fan. I think that the, the story was pretty true to what I heard in following them all those years. Yeah, I, I, I read a lot of reviews and a lot of people were getting, they were doing backlash because of Easy e they're saying that Easy e was going broken. Yeah, well, like, I don't, I, and then, unfortunately, and fortunately at the same time, I wasn't around uh, Easy e so I didn't know his true story. But I worked with Drasta a lot, which was Easy es artist. Yeah, Grace oh, is amazing, dog. He got he he got so much dope music that we've done together, bro. Like I got oh, probably three projects on Grace. Uh, yeah, BG about, not yeah, not BG so not, much. Yeah. I'm not close with BG, but that's his brother. So I mean, I'm uh, we're we're yeah. cool, but I I haven't I don't have a working relationship with BG. Yeah, I, oh, okay. I, I every you, every single definitely. Yeah, that guy. Very. That guy is talented, man. I, I, I it's him. I, you know what I'm gonna do? While everybody is doing this quarantine stuff, I'm gonna play some unreleased records. I'm gonna call it unreleased something. I'm gonna make. I'm gonna make up a name, and I'm a, and I'm gonna play some of my unreleased records or records that won't never come out. 
and, and uh, oh, absolutely, man, I'm gonna I'm gonna do that next. For that. You got my, uh, and oh, advertise it and some unreleased yeah. records of some dope artists that that I'm gonna push out there. Damn, I'm definitely yes, sir. Definitely gonna be tuning out for that, man. But uh, Drayster, man, what other what other um, artists? That you haven't worked with Adele. I want to work with Adele. Uh, yep, I want to work with uh, YMB Carday. Um, who else I want to yeah. work with? I want to work with so so many so many so many dope artists, bro. Those two, those two come to mind. Yeah. right off the bat. Anderson Pack. I know I named yeah, Anderson Pack as well. Earlier, but he's somebody that I appreciate his talent, and I want to, uh, I want to work with him. I want to um, do that. Who else? I, it's somebody else that I want to, that I would love to, to executive produce their project and just go in with Jadakiss. Yeah, Jadakiss. So, if you for our listeners, would you want to break down how you said executive? What's the difference between just producing and executive, executive producing is a lot more detailed. It's coming up with the concept. It's it's controlling the repertoire. Okay, we got one song like this. Now I need an up tempo. Now I need this. It's constructing a dope body of work and having the the ability to okay, I hear a a live bass on this song. No, this song was so dope. I need to feel it. Let me bring in a string section. Oh no, drop the drums out and let's do it's it's construction. You know what I mean? And it's and it's Handling all the nuts and bolts to a project and, and, and delivering a dope experience when you uh, when you push play. Yeah, and that's speaking of uh, with the producing now. What do you think? You know, from your 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 opinion, what do you think about the production on, on the Amazing. On that's the another album? one of my favorite um, projects. Amazing from Johnny J to. Really? To Daz, to Quick, to uh, Dr. Dre, and you got to think when that album came out, it was Dr. Dre's day. But for Dr. Dre not to be heavily, heavily influenced on that album, I think they did a masterful job at using the supporting cast and producers to put that body of work together and it coming out. Because at that point, at that time, one of uh, one of uh, Tupac's argument was Dre wasn't working fast enough you know what i mean so to yeah. to be able to pull some other uh producers in and in the go forward with your project and releasing it and it being sonically as dope as it was um was dope so that's one of my favorite albums so that's my thought about that project is that yeah especially Daz dillinger man well johnny j for, for more for yeah. me johnny yeah, Johnny J did his thing. Oh, yeah, Johnny that. J. That guy's very talented, too. I, I listened to a couple of his interviews as well. Yeah. You know, another person gone to. So right. And um, he, was talk about, he was talking about it. He was kind of mad when they were releasing all these other, other Tupac stuff. He's like, man, they're saying that I charge a lot for producing. Yeah, who knows, man? This game is so political. It, it could be true or it could not be true. And, and it'll affect you, you know? I, yeah, you, you know what? I, I have 
but I haven't. I um in the early two thousands, I um Daz was was trying to buy some beats from me uh, for because he was releasing project after project after project, and I think I got the person who hooked me up with Daz. I got him some music. I went to meet Daz in, in Long Beach, and um, I don't think it ever came to fruition. But uh, we connected and we exchanged music, and I don't think that song ever lived anywhere. But um, I'm a fan of Daz, so. Yeah. Absolutely, fan of DJ Quick as well. Very dope and very musical. Yeah. You know. Another. Yep. What do you think? What do you um? What do you think about um, Thugs and I, I, I appreciate their music, but I was never really a big fan of theirs. Um, but but I appreciate their yeah. talent, and there are you know several songs that that are that are more uh, popular to me or that I gravitate towards more than. But as a group, like it wasn't one of my um, favorites, and at that time, it was so many other artists out, and so many different sound, sounds that I never really got into that one. Yeah, have you ever have you ever worked with any artists um, in San Diego? I haven't, but I'm kind of scheduled to work with Mitchie Slick. Yeah, we, we have uh, okay. we have Mitchie Slick. Yeah, uh, a couple of friends in the same circle, and um, it's always been uh, love when I see him, and we support like you know how you go through. Yeah, man, let's work. Let's get out. Let's get out. We. It's just it's when the time yeah, is right. Out. I'm sure to happen. I'm a fan. of Yeah, man, San Diego, yeah, you've got a lot of talent, my man. Uh, I know um, I got a couple friends that been in the rap game mm -hmm. from, like, 97, 95. And um, okay. one of them, his name is Mr. Shadow. He's been in the game for forever, man. And um, there's a record label yeah. in San Diego called uh, Low Profile Records. Yeah, Royal T. And that guy's the one that was putting out all this stuff out here. Legendary in San Diego. Yeah, I heard of Rob. I don't know if you ever heard of Little Rob before. Yeah, but that guy's, you know, he's from San Diego as well. And this is what we got out here. And, man, extreme talent, my man. Extreme talent. I always I always feel that – I don't know how to put it, but uh, I'm Mexican. I don't feel like Mexicans mm -hmm. have that foot in the door of hip-hop yet. Do you, um, you, you know what? It's, it's Hispanic artist. It's a, a Hispanic group. It's two brothers that are really dope that I'm scheduled to work with really soon. They're called the Coyotes. Um, yeah, they're um, they're signed to Whack 100's uh, label with with uh, with E1, but they went on tour with us. Um, the game in Europe, and they opened up, uh -huh. but they. Two of the coolest dudes ever, bro, and they're, and they're really actually dope. Yeah. yeah, I'm fans of theirs. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, cause there is a big division between you know, you know, Mexican yeah. and hip hop. It is, but but it's um, it's, it's room for everybody, bro. Room for everybody. Everybody could get it. That's, that's what I love to hear, man. There's everybody could eat. Man. Everybody could eat. Whack one, whack one hundred. How, how cool are you? With uh, you said, "How am I with him?" Yeah, we're cool. I, I've yeah, known Whack for cool. years. Um, I've known I've known uh, Whack for years. Um, Whack's my bro, man. So we uh, we talk often. Um, 
Wack calls me for a lot of different things, and he's actually games tour manager when we on tour. So he very knowledgeable man, and he uh, he's good at what he does. Yeah, that's yeah. Is he he's the games manager as well? Correct. Yeah. Nice. You have um, any, uh, upcoming nah. projects with the game? Nah. No. How about um? So you got your uh. I saw you were working with this other artist you're you're still working with. I forgot the name. Um then I wrote it down in my notes. Who was it? No, I think it was an older post. I think it was like a 16 year old artist that you were working with. Was it back then? Yeah. How, how young, long ago? Young person. Amazing. Oh, that's what I was watching it on YouTube. Oh yeah. Well if if it's a while ago, I'm not I'm not working with them anymore. Um Right now, I'm working with yeah. Lex Bratcher, who just released released something uh, uh, on Tech Nine's album, which just came out yesterday. Female rapper, amazing, bro. Yeah. You got to check her out. I'm working with her. May, of course, Maze Three Hundred One is my I'll artist. Do that. He signed over there to Strange and the Furnace. I'm working with Gi. Um, I'm working with Drace as well. Yeah. So, you know, is producers and artists mm -hmm. work a lot, and then all of a sudden they have fallouts. Is there certain expectations that you have? You know for your what? I don't have for them to stay working. If I'm with working you? with you and you're my artist, I have all the belief in the world that we're gonna go all the way. We're gonna go from the from the one yard line to the goal line. But unfortunately, along the way, there there's a lot of um, there's a lot of things that happen. A lot of a lot of artists don't really see, have never really seen success. So a lot comes with success. So once you start getting notoriety, you get people in your ear. And then a lot of a lot of people aren't strong enough to dance with the person that they came to the party with. Let, let me say that. And yeah, you know what I mean? Things happen. And, and, if, and if your loyalty is in question, I can get past a lot of things, but if loyalty is in question, um, I disengage very fast. So that's, I mean, that's just one thing. But it's, it's several reasons why um, you may see somebody start off one way and, and not really finish um, because a lot of people will listen until they get a result and then they, they'll take over. And, it's, and they assume that, that they're successful and it's a lot lot more comes with it and they just they flip out too too early yeah but they also they, they also got and that's the thing they think they put in enough work and and they actually haven't or they don't know that it's very contact and, yeah. and it's about who you know and you may think you're there or you're ready and i may know you're not and you have this many more hurdles to jump, so I'm giving you a pace to where you can make it, and you not appreciate that, and then you go and do your own thing. And I'm not sp speaking on no one person. Everybody that I've worked with that have pri that I've worked with prior to, and that have that I'm no longer working with, has showed different things, or there's different reasons why we aren't. Have you ever have you ever worked with an artist that uh, no. to be in the studio more than you do? Nope. I've never. They're not gonna outwork me. 
It's not gonna happen. <laughs> nope. no. I've already had happen, the, huh? the opposite. You know nope. what I mean? Because there's some. Okay. Is there so the, the artist you're it's telling that, me? It's that, been stuff as, as simple me. as artists not willing to market themselves on their own social media. I mean, I'm talking about it's, it's simple stuff that you would think like, what? You did all this, you got this far, but you won't post, and that's why you're not working together. It's it's bro, it's that. It could be that. It could be that. Yeah, are you a fa- are you a fan of that? Like releasing snippets or releasing you see me online every day. I, I, I'm I don't trip. Yeah, it gets attention because Whatever nowadays it's, it's the, the the mind is is so the attention span is so short that if you're not feeding you something dope to look forward to, you you're probably gonna disengage anyway and go somewhere else. Yeah. What is the what is the longest the most hours you average in the studio nonstop? Um average twelve hours. You talking about t- t- today in today's time? Yeah. Today's time, average day I do in the studio yeah, is at least time. nine to ten hours. That's average. Um, now, if I'm if I'm working on something, I have a deadline. There's no time limit. I, I'll be in there twenty four hours if I could. Wow, wow. So, when you're not working on music, when you're when you're not working on anything with music, what do you? What I, do you I really do? Like, what but um, just chill or go, or go go like I like to eat at restaurants or I like to and, and, and in that a lot of it comes with a drive or I like to travel or I like to absolutely do nothing like sit at home and chill or do you know what I mean which I really okay. get to do so anytime I'm not doing music it's um, yeah um, and even on Sundays in church it's still music because I, I play for my church. So, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, but I, I travel, break, so man. I get a break <clears throat> in in my music is breaks because I have to travel. So when I travel, it's it's downtime, it's hotel time, it's I'm seeing the world. Um, that you know what I mean. So those are I rarely go to the movies, but if something dope comes out, I, I take the time and I go to the movie. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's cool. That's it. You say you like going to restaurants. I don't know. I don't, I don't even know if I have a favorite. Restaurant. I have favorites. Uh, it could be a hole in the wall to, to Roof Chris, to Houston's, to California Fish Grill, to, you know what I mean? It's, it's, I don't think I have a favorite. Yeah. yeah. I was just in LA. Um, yeah. Ros- Roscoe's is good. It's not my favorite. Roscoe's. Yeah. yeah, man, Roscoe's. Because you know, being mm-hmm. from San Diego, there's no really, not like that. But mm-hmm. there's a place out here in San Diego called Brian's Twenty Four. Is that right? Man, it gives Roscoe's a run nice. for your money, man. I gotta check out. Yeah, exactly. Man, it does, bro. I'm there yeah, occasionally because BPM Supreme yeah, you, is there. You don't put you don't. And put uh, my, my artist Maze uh, has gone there a couple uh-huh. times for uh, meet and greets and to play his album when his album comes out. So um, his next album is due to come out in. August. If he's not on the road, I'm, I'm pretty sure we'll come out there, but I'll I'll get a chance to uh, check you out. 
Oh man, if you ever in San Diego, man, you know you got my number. Give me a yeah. Holla, I'll be out here. I work. I work Monday through Friday. So yeah, I work Monday through Friday. You know, five in the morning to one thirty. Yeah, my man, it's pretty good. I'm blessed to have a schedule like that. Hey, all I do is cook all day. <laughs> it's a, that's a great. That's a great thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool, my man. But yeah, man, I'm gonna thank you very much for um taking the time. I look at it. I look at podcasts and interviews. It's just a conversation. If you look at it like that, bro, it's just an open conversation. Yeah. It makes it way easier. Yeah. Yeah, man. But it's to me, it's pretty big, man. You know, it's just. just thank you, man. I can't wait I really for the appreciate you, man. For the for taking the, the time, the world to be released again. We still got to get that photo session in. Yeah, oh, my man, yeah. yeah. I'm going to be in L.A., man. I'm going to go make the drive out there to L.A. Once all this is done. We'll there get, it is, brother. Get the photo shoot going, man. Whatever you want to do. Please, come on. Yeah, man, I'm going to have to take my drone out there, man. <laughs> yeah, for sure, man. But um, uh, I'm your friend, so hit me up, bro. On the show. Yeah, for sure, man. All right, sounds good, man. Thank you very much for uh, taking the time and uh, – my man. Thank you, everybody, for listening, and uh, we'll catch you guys again. All right, fam. All right, EP. Thank you so yeah. much, man. You too, man. And be and safe man, out there. Especially in the hospitals, bro. Much love to you and your family.